Instagram, I like to describe it like this to people who have a hard time kind of wrapping their brain around it. Instagram and your website, they're both platforms, right? Where you are presenting yourself to the world. So I like to explain it like a stage. So you have a story, you have all of the, the, the parts of the story, the message that you're trying to get across, all of these things that are really important to you that you want the audience to feel. All of that is what you're presenting on your Instagram. And so there's huge opportunity for creativity. And people in the circus world and movement arts world, they love creative things, right? Yeah. They love to create. And, and this is just another opportunity to do that and to connect with people. Being a circus boss is all about being confident on and off stage. It's about you living more of those powerful moments when time stands still and your audience is captivated and connected and everything feels right in the world. Welcome to the Circus Boss Podcast. This is the space where we talk about all things business and marketing related to circus so you can make those big dreams happen. We're your co-hosts, Brock and Eileen, and we help circus performers and producers manage your business with ease so you can spend more time on the flying trapeze. So if you're a circus boss that's ready for more, hit subscribe and join us every week. Your audience awaits. Welcome! If this is your first time tuning in, or if you are one of our dedicated fans that listens each week, we appreciate you. We also want to say thank you to Circus Talk for helping distribute our podcast. And we've got a special treat for you today because this is our very first guest interview. That's right. In this episode, we're talking with Katie Betts. Katie is an aerialist, instructor, and the founder and CEO of Shared Culture Concepts, which is a marketing company specializing in movement arts. So if you're a circus artist or studio owner, stick around because we're going to dispel some common marketing myths and share some tips for using Instagram in your business. So welcome, Katie. We're so excited to have you here today. And I just told our audience a little bit about you. But why don't you tell us in your own words who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Sure. So I am an aerialist and also an aerial instructor at a studio nearby in Portland, Oregon. And I'm also the founder and CEO of Shared Culture Concepts, which is a marketing company that specializes in movement arts. Excellent. And we'll dive a little deeper into the why a little bit later in the podcast, but I'd like to know what's your brief why? Like, why are you doing marketing? Why you're doing aerial? Uh, what's your why, basically? I know it's a big question. Well, the why is two part. Firstly, my background is in marketing. So that is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. And then like, in addition to that, my aerial experience, they just naturally started combining together over time. More and more people were reaching out for help. And I saw a gap in the industry between 
movement artists and educators and other related businesses and the marketing world. There wasn't a connector between them. So we just sort of naturally got into that. And I love it because I love aerial arts. I love circus. I love everything about it. I love the creative freedom and expression. And I like helping connect those things together. That's so important. And I totally agree with you. There is a gap. And that's one of the things that we love about our work at Circus Boss. There's information out there, but tailoring it to circus artists and for you, movement artists of all types, it's like it needs that special attention, right? And it needs almost a language interpretation sometimes. Like that may work for selling pretzels or brewing beer, you know, or running a hotel, but our world is a little different. And so just having someone on the inside that intimately understands the needs of your audience, I imagine that you really bring great results to your clients. And speaking of results, I'll just throw this in right now that one of the reasons that we invited Katie onto the podcast today is that we have an upcoming workshop together. We're loving collaborating with Katie and this one specifically is all about driving the sales with Instagram. So we're gonna combine forces with Circus Boss and Shared Culture Concepts and talk about how to build a visual identity and content strategy to grow your audience and then turn them into loyal customers and clients. This is going to be a live workshop Sunday, August 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. And in case you're listening to this podcast after August 15th, 2021, and or if you can't make it live, everyone that registers will get access to a replay. And so this workshop will live as an on-demand workshop after the fact. So if you want to learn more about that, check it out at circusboss.com slash IG workshop. And of course, we'll have that in the show notes as well. So that's one of the reasons that we brought you on today, Katie, but also just because we love the work that you're doing. We love how you're combining aerial and circus and marketing. But I'm really curious, though, which came first, circus or marketing? Yeah, so marketing, actually, which is funny because I originally had zero interest in marketing and no experience with it. So when a job sort of fell in my lap, I rejected it. I was like, no, my my degree is in public health. This is not related, <laughs> at least not directly. So I, I rejected the job, but then it kept coming back. And so I finally kind of dipped my toe in the water and found out that I was pretty good at it. And I had an, it, an intuitive knack for it. So that's how I ended up in it. And that was about eight years ago. So that's how long I've been doing marketing related things. And then circus, I <laughs> sort of jumped in the deep end with that. I saw a show in my 30s. So I started late. I saw a show, Odysseo by Cavalia, was completely blown out of the water because I had never seen anything like that. And I immediately went home and signed up for classes, like for the next series that was coming up. And I never stopped. So that's the story with that. (laughs) I think that's so many people's stories. They saw a show and then wanted to do it. And what a powerful show to be what turned you on to circus arts, right? That one's really inspiring. It was. It was so, I can't even describe how inspiring it was. It was life-changing. Like I was sitting there clutching my chest going, what I need to be a part of this. Like this is moving me so much, (laughs) you know? So I just wanted to, to feel that all the time, basically. And in line with that last question about your own personal pathway and your personal journey, 
why did you decide to focus your marketing agency specifically for movement artists? Yeah, that's sort of, I didn't really plan that. It started off with someone reaching out to me on Instagram and saying, hey, I'm looking for someone who can build a website for me. Tell me if you know of anyone, preferably someone who's in the industry. And I wrote back and was like, hey, I'm an aerialist and I have a marketing company. We can build you a website. And it just snowballed from there. We ended up rebuilding the studio website that I go to and where I teach. And just like word of mouth, we did no marketing for our company, for any movement artist for like the first several years that we did it. It was crazy. Um, So everything was word of mouth. It just sort of snowballed. And then I was realizing that the majority of our clients were now movement arts clients, which I was stoked about. (laughs) Yeah. So we started restructuring the business around that. And it makes me really happy. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. And you know, you work with movement artists and you work with circus artists. And of course, our work can cross genres too. But we're really honed in on circus professionals. We like to say we serve the entrepreneurial minded circus professional. And since you're an expert on marketing, I wanted to ask you, what's the biggest myth about marketing that you see in the circus world that you'd like to dispel? Yeah, I think so many things come to mind right now. But I think largely people are overwhelmed by the idea. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Once you kind of get work through that part of it, it's really fun. It's really creative. It's, it's not as overwhelming or tedious as uh, it seems at first. And I mean, do you think people are overwhelmed because they don't know what to post or they don't have enough time to post or that the algorithm is always changing and it just feels like too much to learn. Like what do you find is the biggest source of overwhelm from? Oh, for social media specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think they don't know where to start. There's so much information out there and you're always like seeing things kind of go past your vision and you're like, well, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. That can be (laughs) overwhelming if you're just, sort of watching all of this advice being thrown at you. And so if we were to say where to start, like if you do want to start because you feel overwhelmed and I'm a big believer of taking things one step at a time, what would be just one simple first good step? No matter which aspect of your business you're working on, we always recommend to get solid, clear and professional branding done first. Mm. And what's really underneath that is what you guys are experts in, which is what is your business like vision? What are what is your mission? What are your goals? Because all of that is a part of your branding. Like what message are you trying to convey to people? What do you want them to feel? That is basically where you need to start for any other any other steps that you want to take after that. And some people don't do it in that order, you know, because they're just learning as they go. And that's fine. But if someone's coming to us starting from scratch, that's what we recommend. I really love that. And of course, we're biased because that's one of the places we like to start too. But I realized in there, you shared another myth. You mentioned branding and you said it was about your vision and mission and your business goals and objectives, which we're firm believers of. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a myth that branding is your logo or your colors, right? 
Yeah, it's not just the colors that you right. like or like a font that you're drawn to. It's a lot more than that. <laughs> it's part of it. It's like the outward expression. But yeah, yeah. Real branding work goes so much deeper than just what the world sees, right? And if someone had an unlimited marketing budget, where would you recommend them spending money for the most impact? Yeah, so back to the branding. So professional branding first. And if that involves hiring a professional to help you build your strategy and your business focus and all that, then awesome. In addition to the design work, that's where we would recommend people focus first. And then secondly is a website. And I've heard people say, you don't need a website. It's not needed anymore. But okay, especially after 2020, yes, you need a website. It's a sign of professionalism. It's where you house all of your stuff. It's all in one place. Plus, it's connected to search engine optimization. So if people are typing in keywords related to you and you want to be found, you better have your website ready. You know, I agree. And sometimes when I go to somebody's Instagram profile, if I go there first and they don't have a website listed, my first thought is, oh, they're not a working professional. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. It's important. Okay. So talking about marketing, what is your favorite productivity hack or your favorite marketing tool that you would recommend for circus artists that are doing their own marketing? Yeah, I, I keep coming back to Canva <laughs> Yep, because it's super helpful. There's so many options for designs in there. You can customize it to your own branding. You can create templates and just, you know, have everything stored in there. And you can also have multiple people using the same one. So there's like a free version and a pro version that uh, offer different levels of things. But it's invaluable. We We are constantly using it. I agree. We use Canva for almost everything. It's so easy to use. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. You can be a novice like me. Like, I don't have any experience with graphic design whatsoever. And I think Canva is so much fun. Yeah, they should sponsor. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, this is not a commercial for Canva. But, you know, hey, it's just a tool that we use all the time. So speaking of tools, we're gearing up to do this workshop focused on driving sales using Instagram. So I wanted to ask you, why do you find Instagram to be a good platform for circus professionals? Instagram, I like to describe it like this to people who have a hard time kind of wrapping their brain around it. Instagram is, and your website, they're both platforms, right? Where you are presenting yourself to the world. So I like to explain it like a stage. So you have a story, you have all of the, the, the parts of the story, the message that you're trying to get across, all of these things that are really important to you that you want the audience to feel. All of that is what you're presenting on your Instagram. And so there's huge opportunity for creativity. And people in the circus world and movement arts world they love creative things, right? Yeah. They love to create. And, and this is just another opportunity to do that and to connect with people. I was just thinking about this and it's perfect because 
So then, like, your Instagram stories could be your behind-the-scenes, right? Like, backstage. And then your IGTV could be the TV monitor that they have in the green room showing what's happening on stage. I don't know. I was just trying to think of all of the different areas of being on stage because I really love that analogy. And and that's a place that's familiar to performers. And you want to make social media feel familiar and comforting. So I think that's a lovely analogy. Mm -hmm. And... One of the things I love about Instagram, too, is because there are so many platforms within the platform. So if you like to do more video, you can do IGTVs and IG Lives and Stories. If you're more, you know, recorded ahead of time and do your photos and your your videos on your feed. And then if you're, like, super creative, you can have fun with Reels. And, oh, my gosh, if you haven't gone <laughs> to Shared Culture Concepts Instagram page, you have to. Uh, you have to go watch their Reels because Katie... And Britta are brilliant making their reels. They make me laugh on a regular basis. And actually, they're going to be helping us create reels for Circus Boss. So you can look for fun things in the future on our page over at Circus Boss Official. And if you see some really creative reels coming out in the next month or so, then you know Shared Culture Concepts is behind those concepts. <laughs> but, you know, there's also guides is another feature that you can use. Like if you really want to set your Instagram page up like your website and list all your services and share all your testimonials. There's also the highlights. There are so many ways to customize the experience on that platform. That's one of the reasons I love it because you can customize it to achieve a lot of different goals and use it in the place you feel most comfortable. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It, there's endless opportunity for creativity. I love it. And so we were asking this in our Facebook group the other day, what do you hate about Instagram? <laughs> what do I hate about it? Oh, man, I was not expecting that question. <laughs> I know, I snuck that one in on you. I mean, this happens on any platform, but you know how something is trending and then it gets overdone, like, by a thousand? <laughs> mm, yes. That kind of thing can get old, and but, you know, that's that, that just comes with the territory, so... <laughs> So, like, what's an example? Like, a certain type of post or song? Like, what kind of things trend and then are overdone, in your opinion? Yeah, like a song that is being used in the background or, like, a certain dance that everybody repeats. And it's fun, but then, like, after a while, you're like, okay, let's do something else. <laughs> ah, right, right. Actually, I have a follow-up question about Instagram as well. With all the different features that Instagram has, the Reels, the IGTV the stories, and then just the regular posts that you can put on your feed. I feel like that can be really overwhelming too. Do you have, right. any, yeah. do you have any advice on where a person can just focus their efforts? Yeah, it can feel really overwhelming because a lot of people will say, well, you have to use all of them and use a mix of them. And then you're like, but I only have so much time to do so much. I would just say start with the thing that's easiest for you and just develop consistent habits around it. And then once that feels like you got that under control, then add in another thing and so on. That's a really great piece of advice. Yeah. Yep. One step at a time. Yeah, because you don't want to overwhelm yourself and then just give up because I've seen that happen too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's about showing up and figuring out how you can use this platform to your benefit. Yeah, in a fun way, like in a way that's enjoyable, too. Absolutely. And also, I should say in a non-sleazy way, like, I love that. Um, speaking of social media and Instagram, one of the things that came up for us when you and I first connected, Katie, 
was the idea of talking about ethics in social media. And it's a really gray, blurry line and very personalized and subjective. Everyone has their own opinions of what's ethical. But I'm curious to know what are some of those non-ethical practices, in your opinion, that you see happening on Instagram? Yeah, we see a lot of uh, buying followers Mm. and like the follow, follow for a follow, but then unfollow that person after they follow you. Those kind of things don't feel authentic to us. So we don't find them particularly ethical. Mm -hmm. Um, And in addition, you're not making real connections that way. The whole point of social media and Instagram is to be developing real connections with people and and really create something real. If you have 10,000 followers, but like most of them are bots or spam or like fake accounts that you purchased, that's not going to be the same as a thousand followers who are real, like super into your message. So um, we talk a lot about that. I mean, does that affect the algorithm? Like if you, if you have say 15,000 or 10,000 followers, but only a small percentage of them are engaging, does that affect your visibility to other people? So Britta, part of our team, she's our social media manager. And she says that it's important to keep the the bots and the spam Instagram accounts cleaned up so they're not a part of your friends list because it can affect it. I'm not 100% sure exactly how, but I do like the idea of keeping things really authentic and keeping the real people connected. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with it from a business standpoint too. Like personally... I wouldn't want to spend time going to a networking event that had nothing to do with what my service was or that I knew my target audience wasn't going to be there. So why would I spend time networking online with people that aren't going to be a potential customer or client for me? I do believe in having what we call super fans, the people that may not purchase from you but will promote your services to others or support you. But they still have to be in a similar target audience of who you are and and who your business serves, right? So I believe in casting a very focused net instead of a wide net. Yes. Yeah, we totally agree. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for diving into that one with me. Definitely. Definitely. We are so glad that you were here today. And I just want to close the episode by asking, what does it mean to you to be a circus boss? So I, I thought about this quite a bit because I, I had never asked myself this before. <laughs> Obviously, you guys are circus boss, but I never applied it to myself, that term. Well, we asked you because you are a circus boss. Yeah, <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I'm like, what does that mean? I was thinking to myself. I think it's somebody who really has all their stuff together. Like they have a clear outlook on what their goals are. They have a game plan to get there. And if they don't have those things yet, they're at least on their way, like on the steps to it. So I think that could apply to anybody in whatever capacity, performer, director, studio owner, educator. That's what it means to me. Awesome. Well, you're the boss of Shared Culture Concepts. So you're definitely a circus boss in our book. And we've definitely loved having you here And I can't wait to share with the world all of these great strategies and templates and mindset shifts and reframing that we're working on in our workshop to use the Instagram platform towards your end goal of driving more sales. So again, everyone check out your opportunity to learn from both of us at circusboss.com slash IG workshop. 
And thanks for joining us today. Listeners out there, let us know what you thought of this episode. Katie is our first guest on the Circus Boss podcast. We do have some other exciting guests lined up for future episodes, but we'd love to hear from you. If you have a specific guest that you would like to see on the podcast, let us know. And Katie, so if our listeners wanted to find you on Instagram, it's shared culture concepts, right? Yep, that's us. Great. And we're Circus Boss Official on Instagram. So thank you so much for joining us again, Katie Betts from Shared Culture Concepts. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, and we appreciate you being here. Thank you. (laughs) 